I'm, I'm, I'm kind of depressed because you said Carl Urban and I just instantly had a mental picture of him with a dread helmet just holding Wes Bentley up by the throat, throwing him over a cliff and then shooting him all the way down. And Pete's dragon swoops in at the very last second to catch his dead corpse bouncing off his back. When can my fragile mind be damaged by this? Please, when can it be? This thing merits existence. But only one tier, right? Because if it's any more than that, it's you're not manly. I know, yeah, then it's, yeah, then I'm a puddle of girly mush. It's mashed potatoes and butter. Uh, they go together, you know? You're acting shady, girl. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that had two run-ins with Skynet today and survived to tell the tales. But we'll be very nice on tonight's podcast, just in case they're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Eric Martyr. I'm Eugene Weaver. And how are we doing this evening, sir? Uh, Doing good. A little bit tired, but that's okay. That's what coffee and alcohol are for. Four? Oh, yeah. Yes. The answer to that is yes. It's just been a rotten week of sleep. Just rotten. Yeah. Me too. It's, me too. But I. But having said that, it hasn't been as rotten as years we've been talking. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't. I can't bitch too much because I'm like, you're probably a full day behind me, and I'm I'm behind on sleep. So I. <laughs> we're we're days behind the world right now. Uh, I, I think it was Wednesday till I accumulated about eight hours of sleep on the week. <laughs> Whoa. Just been awful with sick kids and. Uh, are you catching up at all? Are you still? Are you still? No, last night down? wasn't wasn't awful. It was. Okay. Yeah. It was great. When after the nights like that, when you get six hours, you're like, "Hallelujah, I'm good." You know. Yep. You're right. But you yeah, are right. I, I, so I took. Hold on. I took the the boy to the doctor today, and he's got bronchitis and ear infection, and I got my. Uh, oh, hey, at least man. he's on antibiotics now, so. It's just the other one that's following three days behind him, coming up, sick, same thing. And I got my uh, first run in with Skynet. I got my hand x-rayed today Oh, to see what was going on there, because it wasn't getting any better. Uh, But luckily, that came back okay. It's still weird, though, to see inside your flesh, thanks to a machine. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, I got the mail, and inside was a thing for my company. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. Maybe it's a bonus or something. Uh, no, it was a... <laughs> uh, what do you even call it? You scumbaggy, scamming sons of... I got nailed by a tra- traffic camera. Oh, really? Yeah. On I-80, like- which is an interstate. So, Going through a, a no, like what? Uh, I was speeding apparently and didn't know it. I thought I was going the speed limit. I was on a freeway. Okay, I was going sixty-five, but apparently the speed limit there is fifty-five at this one little tiny section, and I didn't, oh. I didn't know it. So there's a hundred and fifty bucks. Yee! Oh man! But wow, they send me pictures of the vehicle, and it, obviously it was Skynet. They got, they caught me. They took pictures yeah. of me. From something two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and it's just like you bastards. <sighs> that's crap. that's interesting. Like uh, on my way up to Akron, uh, I always have it about ten miles over the speed limit, and I don't bat it. I mean, cops, I pat cops don't bat an eye. I no problem. It's almost like if like seventy five is okay, seventy five on down, but anything past seventy five, I never go past seventy five. See, never. I, I keep it to five over 
And oh, even right. at this okay. at this time, I was I assumed I was going the speed limit. Wow! I, oh, so it's kind I'm of a speed the, trap type thing. Or? Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know. There's yeah. nowhere for the, them to even sit. It had to be a camera. It was just a, a, an automatic thing that ting ting nailed me. It had to be because they have like three different pictures of my uh, license plate. Ooh. <sighs> so. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but you know, for as much as I drive, because that's my job. Um, I have to live by the cruise control. I'd, I'd have a speeding ticket mm. every week. You know, I'm, I'm out there yeah. 10 times as much as most people. And I do that. And I, I, I get away with about a speeding ticket every, oh, I bet my last one was at least three to five years ago. I think I go about oh. every three years or so getting one. And it's always on these shitty highways. The last one was on the, like a state route and it's a perfectly straight state route. It has a couple of intersections and stoplights and crap, but it goes 55, 50, 40, 55, 35, oh. up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And it, ugh, it's infuriating. Like sometimes yeah. you miss a sign and then boom, you're nailed. Yeah. And this on, this is I-80. That's an interstate. That turns yeah. into a toll road. It is like 70 for 500 across the entire state. But I guess this one little section, it's 55 and I was going 65. So I, I bet they catch people all day long. <laughs> I gotta make that money, huh? Whatever your yeah. scam is, I guess. Yeah, that sucks. Wow. Yeah. But now, what would have been cool is if the, with the the X rays, I wish that it would have come back and they would have been like, um, do you know that you have like a metal exoskeleton? Yeah. As slowly your blades start to pop out of your shink, <laughs> <laughs> snickety uh, snick, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> that would have made the speeding ticket all. That would have made that okay. Yeah, it'd been fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would have gave it a big metal middle finger. Yep. <laughs> nice. <sighs> How about you, though? Everything good over there? Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, healthy for the most part, I, I think. And, yeah, things are good other than just kind of lack of sleep. But that is that is to be expected when you have a six-year-old and a four-year-old. That's just the way it is. Yep. You know? Well, I'm a five-year-old and a three-year-old. So, as yeah. usual, I'm just right behind you. But uh, Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure everybody loves listening to us gripe about the kids and everything and no sleep. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the roulette where we dive into Alcohol. the ocean. Alcohol. Uh, we're getting our head of ourselves. What are we drinking uh, tonight? Same. Still Canadian Hunter. That's why I just yeah. skipped it. It's me, Yeah, me too. Okay. Canadian Hunter? <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. It's great. Canadian high five. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, it's great. I'm glad you're on mm-hmm. board with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's the juice of my people okay yeah. we dive into the ocean of blue tube uh, to <laughs> yeah. to watch some freaking movies as you get a letter in the mail tomorrow uh from youtube yeah um you're <laughs> you're banned you're, you're yeah banned. <laughs> we caught you doing watching some of the content that we host and yeah yeah oh by the way we're banned from that site yeah that's right they can't <laughs> contact us yeah but at least there's porn on there. Anyway, um, let's see. We had Black Belly of the Tarantula up against Killdozer, and you're up first this week, sir. Okay. Tell us <clears> about <throat> the dozer that kills. Oh, well, it does exactly what you said it does. It is a bulldozer, and it does kill. Compliments of a meteorite thingy that uh, crashes on a plastic-looking ball that I guess is Earth in the beginning. Fantastic. Uh, yep. Uh, 1974 TV movie of the week, hour and 14 minutes, and I had a nice big old shit-eating grin the whole way through. It's cheesy, lame, hilarious, and it's over before you know it. Done. I 
you Robert Urich is in it. So there you go. That's something. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, this is this is like so TV movie of the week, and they're they're on I think an island, but. Obviously, it's just a coastal line of somewhere, wherever they shot. And, like, you're not on an island. It's like, it doesn't feel like an island at all. It's um, like, we can't even afford to shoot in the Florida Keys, so. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere on the coast. Oh, but I will say this, uh, the final shot of the movie, and this isn't really a spoiler, and who cares if it is even anyway, but it's one of those, you can tell it's a TV movie by when, like, the the remaining the remaining people left alive on this quote-unquote island they're like, yeah, and the one guy throws up his hard hat in the air because they're a construction crew, and halfway down it free it freezes. Perfect. The end. I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's 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 my that's my tune right there. That's everything you want from a movie called Killdozer. Yes, it's uh completely goreless, which of you know, that doesn't surprise me. It's a TV movie, uh, but it's it's I dual mixed with uh. Uh, the the Stephen King movie uh, to, uh, Maximum Overdrive, but not near as good as either of those. It's just a ooh that cheap... Maximum Overdrive is a piece of shit. Oof. It is, it, yeah, it is. But this is just silly seventies fun. Um, and, and of course you have the one guy that doesn't believe it's actually happening. I'm like, there's a bulldozer that is killing everybody, uh, and by everybody I mean like five five middle aged dudes on a island. And they go about different ways of trying to destroy this thing, and of course, you know, the, the, the killdozer is always one step ahead of them, and, which is odd because it's a bulldozer. It's, it's not that fast, but yet somehow it is. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I love everything about this. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It, it's, I could see where people would probably find it pretty boring because it's goreless and a lot of talking, but, I was totally into it the whole way through. My like, God, oh, this is this is mystery science theater fun right here. Uh, harmless, quick, and easy, and worlds better than the roulettes as of late for me. So I'm like, yep, that's. I'm gonna uh, check it out at some point. Yeah, you should. It's uh, keeping your expectations really low, and um, a glass of hard liquor beside you, you should have fun. That's about every movie I watch. I think. Uh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> uh, okay, over on my side, Black Belly of the Tarantula. Inspector Tellini investigates serial crimes where victims are paralyzed while having their bellies ripped open with a sharp knife, much in the same way tarantulas are killed by the Black Wasp. Starring Giancarlo Giannini. Do you know who that uh-huh. is? No, I do not. Uh, let me give you another character he played and see if that rings a bell. Inspector Rinaldo Pazzi. Ooh, wait a minute. Uh... I should... Oh, man, if you give me a second, I'm going to figure that out. Oh, Potsy. Shit. Oh, who is that? Potsy. Damn it. Oh, that's right. Like, right on the tip of my tongue. Um. Damn. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, give it a think while I tell you about this movie. Okay. Uh, so, it's an italian giallo film. And I have no idea how to recommend these movies to you because it seems like some you love and some you hate, and I can scarcely tell the difference sometimes. It gets a pass for me. It was fine. Um, I wish there had been kind of more uh, deaths in it, but it, it seemed like there was one kind of every 30 minutes, and that was kind of it. And they were kind of gross, 
but they weren't like extremely hardcore. It was the needle in the neck, and then don't look it up. Don't cheat. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm trying to pull up my stuff for. Uh, uh... Okay, okay. And then he kind of guts them. Where I would kind of give it a meh is that well. With all these Jalos, you never know who it is until it's over, for the most part. And yes. then they explain to you who it is and why. I can't tell you... I would like you to watch this movie so I know what you think about it. Because I am giving it at least a passing thumbs up. Okay. I can't imagine you'd hate it. It wasn't that bad or anything. Uh, but I, I can't even tell you when I knew who the killer was, because that will give away who the killer was. After you watch it, I will tell you when I figured it out. Or when okay. I had my suspicions and figured it out okay if you know enough of, of these jollos sometimes you can kind of speculate okay and i was right by the way oh okay so, I, so that's that's a pretty tricky thing to get in any of these jollos but mm -hmm. yeah um, okay that's how was it. It, how, how was the quality on on your version fine adequate yeah it was adequate i mean for watching it on the blue tube yeah uh, i i i really want you to watch it especially in the next week or so, so I can, like, keep it in my brain, because it's just going to leak right out. Okay, okay, any guesses for Inspector Ronaldo Pazzi? Oh, man, that... It's going to be one of those where you say it, and I'm like, oh, him. Uh, I recognized I, him pretty early on in the movie. I was like, I know that guy. What do I know him from? I don't know what I know him from, but I know that I love him. And then I went and looked and was like, yep, oh, yep, it's that guy. Uh, I ate his brains with fine Chianti and some fava beans. Oh, wow. Yes, Hannibal. Hannibal, that's right. He's Awesome. He's in that. He is the main star of this film. So you get to see a very young him be a oh, detective. He's really good. He is really good. Nice. Okay. I and and you know in in Hannibal, he is he's an Italian Yeah. He's an Italian actor. He went from Inspector Tellini to Inspector Pazzi. Patsy. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I, that's one that I've been wanting to watch for years since I've really gotten into Giallo's. And so I, that, that's definitely one I'm going to check out. Again, sure. I don't know if I can recommend it to you because I, I have no idea. You might come back and be like, oh, it's slow. And and it is. But I, I watch a lot of, of Giallo's that you love. And I'm like, oh, it's slow. And it's, okay, killer. And yeah. Yeah. You know the drill. I know. But he did make it more watchable for me because I like him. Like yeah. Him. Charisma. Okay, let's keep moving here, because i got a ton of recently watched to get to. Okay. Okay, so, the roulettes I'm throwing your way off of Blue Tube again, uh, because Netflix is just, it's they're just not delivering lately, it seems. Um, first up is a 1987 made-for-TV's Halloween special-type movie, I maybe, uh, called Graveyard Disturbance. Five young robbers spend a whole night in a dark catacomb to win a priceless treasure. They will have to fight against lots of ferocious zombies and vampires. At the end, um, they may or may not meet death in person. Dun, dun, dun. There's that. Next up is Hell High, a 1989 slasher movie. Uh, the synopsis here is a teacher still haunted by the death of two teens that she accidentally caused as a young girl goes berserk when four teens start harassing her and then attack her in her home. So that might be a uh, home invasion-y type thing. And last but not least is The Thing from Another World, 1951. This is the uh, original uh, Who Goes There. I think it's, was that the original book? Uh, but this is... I don't know. I never, I didn't know there was a book. 
Oh, I thought there was a map. Anyway. You might be the, right. I, you might be right. I have yeah. no idea. It's the John Carpenter, John Carpenter remade it with the Fantastic 1982 The Thing. And I have wanted to watch this movie for the longest time, and I Me just, too. I haven't. And I, I'm like, you know what? That's on there, and that is a great, that would be one that I would easily, if that would pop up on Netflix, that would have definitely been thrown on the roulette at some point or another. So I'm like, you know what? There we go. All right. On my side, we got Snake People from 1971, a.k.a. Isle of the Snake People. Ooh. I found both titles. Seems to be the same thing. Evil Scientist runs a, a veritable army of LSD-crazed zombies, starring Boris Karloff. Uh, looks to be a voodoo thing. Uh, Devil Dog, the Hound of Hell. Throwing this back on there because that title rules. 1978, a dog that is a minion of Satan terrorizes a suburban family. Starring Richard Crenna. And lastly, The Driller Killer, which I'm kind of shocked you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Nin- I have not seen that. 1979, I've wanted to check it out because it's an Abel Ferreira movie. Yeah. Ba- who made Bad Lieutenant. An artist slowly goes insane while struggling to pay his bills. Uh, work on his paintings and care for his two female roommates, which leads him taking to the streets of New York after dark and randomly killing derelicts with a power drill. And I watched the trailer for this, and it was starring somebody that I know, and now I I didn't save the name, and now I can't remember. I want to say it was, I could be totally wrong here, the president from Escape of from New York. Donald Pleasance? Okay, Escape from L.A. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure who that is. Oh, he's been in a bunch of shit. I'll I'll double check that, but okay. I it was somebody that I recognized. Okay. A- anyway, uh, you you get to pick first. Okay, uh, I am going to you know this time I, because it was so close last week uh, between Killdozer and Devil Dog. This week I am going to go with Devil Dog. Cool. Because you're right, it's it's way too cool of a title, and that is a made. I did a little research. That is a made for TV movie as well. So. Uh, I'm expecting that level. Fairly bloodless, and, and, yep, but still but interesting. Hopefully funny and, yeah. And uh, you. Me? The Thing from Another World. That's what I'm going to go with. I was undecided until... That that one was high up on my list, but I, was, and I wanted to hear what you had to say about the others. And so that's what it's going to be. The Thing from Another World. Uh, it gives me an excuse to do the roulette yeah. thing. Kick me in the yeah. ass to get, get it watched. Now, that one there, I did uh, check, and it looks like there is a... Obviously, it was shot originally. It was a, a black-and-white movie, but I believe that there's a colorized version as well. So the choice is yours, whichever one you want to go with. I would imagine that the black-and-white version, because that's how it was originally, originally shot, probably the version you want to go with, but whatever it's... Uh, yeah, I, I hate colorized stuff. Mm-hmm. That That is obnoxious to me. I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. Okay, there you have it. And are you ready to move on to Recently Watched? I am. Well, you're up first, sir. You want to do twos or threes or whatever? I would um, say let, let's try and... Because uh, next week's going to be a mailed-in episode. Yes. We're kind of off next week. So let's try and get through this stuff. Go for it. Okay. <clears throat> um, so, I, again, I'm, I'm still on my slasher kick, so there is going to be some slasher stuff on here. Uh, we'll just get those done. I'm going to start off with a zero star movie. Excellent. Um, not a slasher movie, but a zero star. I gave this. I, I actually I couldn't finish it. And it's a it's a of course it's another one of those 
getting kind of some hype uh, with the indie crowd lately. It just came out, and it's called The Night of Something Strange. And uh, it's about a zombie outbreak spread through venereal disease. And it's supposed to be really gory and and mean-spirited funny. And it's none of those, actually. It was it was absolutely awful. Awful. Uh, it made Killdozer look like award-winning, <laughs> high-end material. This is truly do-it-yourself that should not have been done. Slop. It's... I hated every character. I hated everything about the movie. The the gore was your typical, you know, you know how this this goes uh-huh. with the no budget stuff. And like, you didn't have a budget, so you're throwing all sorts of fake blood, and it doesn't look realistic at all. And no, it was it was so bad. I actually quit watching the movie when um, uh, you have the the usual typical teens, and they you know half of them want to bet each other and. They're on a road trip for some reason or another, but this one guy, he, uh, he has sex with a girl, uh, that she turned into a zombie and because they had sex, now he's a zombie and he's laying on the bed slowly transforming into a zombie. The girl that this guy slept with, her lover guy, the guy that wants to bed her down, comes into the room thinking that that guy laying on bed is her. Uh-huh. It's a dark room. And, it is not her, and this guy is naked, and he's really gross. But he starts, um, he, he goes down on this guy, like, into his ass, like, and that's, it's funny, you see, because he's eaten, he's eaten ass of a zombie, and it's hilarious, ha ha ha, boy, you kind of stink down there, ha 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 ha. It was all, it was, it was awful. Oh my god, I, and like, oh, you're trying to be trauma-ish, but you're not. You're, you, trauma is like worlds better than this. And I think that this movie got some solid reviews. And no, no, it was terrible. Zero. Zero. That sounds like a zero to me. No, thanks. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Awful. Next. Okay. Next up is... Oh, let's get this Lucio Fulci movie done while we're at it. This one gets one star. Um... Uh, wow. this is his, I mean, that's yeah, true. yeah, I know. This is his worst movie. Uh, and this is his last movie as well. This is the last movie that he made from 1991, Door into Silence. It is another Bluetooth movie. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I've been, I've, I want to watch every movie that this guy's made. And why not, why not watch the last one that he ever made? Um, it is literally a guy driving around what looks to be maybe Louisiana. Um, encountering various odd people and he's trying to get home. Uh, and it's the whole way through you're thinking, okay, the guy's probably dead and he's trying to find his way to uh, the afterlife or whatever, right. probably. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's 85 minutes of literally just driving around. Bumping into the same people, having awkward, nonsensical conversation, moving on to the next. And you can tell that this was a, a paycheck for all involved. It was, it was so terrible. So terrible. There were a couple of unintentionally funny parts that like, okay, well, that was stupid and silly enough that I'll give it, I guess, one star, but that is, uh, it's unfortunate that his last movie was that bad. Uh, where do you think he get... peaked? Because we both agree that he went down in later yeah. times. So where do you think he peaked? Um, the Beyond in 81 or New York Ripper in 82? 
I think New York Ripper was his last truly, I loved New York Ripper, and I think that that was his last truly, like, great movie. And he, there was a couple other minor ones that I enjoyed, uh, even though they weren't that great, like Cat in the Brain. I enjoyed it for what it was, but it, still, that was not anything like back in his heyday. Yeah, Conquest, and, and it, a-, a Enigma, no. Zombie 3, Touch of Death. Yeah, now Enigma, that was the one, that was one of the movies that, that's the slug rape movie. Um, that one, again, it was way past his prime. There's some funny parts to it. House of uh, Clocks was 89. Yeah, House of Clocks, I enjoyed that one. But as far as like, like pretty well made and like, like shocking cinema, New York, New York Ripper was the last biggie. I know that right after that he did Manhattan Baby, which I talked about. Yeah. That one still had pretty good production values, but at that point you could tell that Things were starting to not go. He kind of well. went one a year. I mean, after that was Conquest, then Murder Rock, Death Dancing. That was not good. Dancing that was a yeah. That was I saw that one. That was a slasher movie that was a bloodless. It was awful. Anyway, yeah. Okay. so yeah, I think that he peaked at uh, New York Ripper. And I think you've watched most of his really good ones. Although I don't believe that you've seen his earlier seventies Jalo movies that. Uh, that I think are really good, uh, Psychic and um, uh, Don't Torture a Duckling, which w- was fantastic. I love that movie. I can't remember Dor- uh, the Duckling one. I might have seen this last October horrorthon. I can't. I could be wrong on that. I think you might have given that to me. I could be wrong. At any rate. So anyway, sorry. I'm looking at all these Italian titles, trying to figure out what they mean. A lot of he, he did a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, and even even when he was starting to slip, there was there's still some fun movies in there, but there was really nothing fun about Door into Silence. It was literally it honestly it felt like a made for TV movie, and it maybe it was, but it was I, I need at least something in there to like, oh okay, there's a couple of cool gory parts or there's a really bizarro twist, and this was this was just nothing. I gotcha. So you want to do anyway. one more? Um sure. Go for it. I'll get get one more done. I want to get some of this slop done so we can get move on to some better stuff. Okay, uh, I I touched briefly on this on my show, um, but I'll I'll talk a little bit about it on here too because I'm not sure if you've seen this one. That's Return of the Living Dead Part Three. Uh, yeah, Have you seen I, that one? I heard you talking about it, and I th- I want to say I have. Can you remind me? Is this isn't the one with the uh, goth? chick stabbing herself and stuff that's the one yep that's the one okay i wasn't sure if that was three or two that's the one uh i used to really enjoy this movie growing up i'm like this is cool i do believe the first time i watched it with you on laserdisc yeah and i I had really enjoyed it at that point but then i think i reviewed it here because i was going through those movies i think i reviewed it here boy it might have been october horathon 2015 i think i think it was two years ago okay and yeah, no. it did not hold up at all. It very and much nope. what you agree with what you said because now that I know we're talking about the same movie, we are the nineties, 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 and not oh, good nineties, good nineties, no. video nineties, and there. yeah, the, it had really good special effects, and those those do they're a bit fake, but they they do hold up pretty good. They they're they're really gory, but it felt like kind of shot on video, but not, and it just it felt very much. 90s direct-to-video that not quite the budget for theatrical and the whole, uh, like you said, the whole, I don't want to say goth because she's not really goth. It's more of a 
more of the grunge era going on in well, here. Well, she and... turns into goth as she gets more yes. self-destructive. Yeah, but the, oh, the, the haircuts and just everything about it. I'm like, oh, you got your John Lennon glasses on. That's done. Uh, but I see what's funny is I grew up more in that time. And so I know. it was like, that stuff doesn't bother me. But whereas you're like, Crispin Glover, 80s dance. Woo! No, I know, like, I know. <laughs> so the styles didn't really bother me. What bothered me is that I remember that movie getting to me like, because I was younger when I watched it. It was like, oh, it's edgy and it's like. Very yeah. R-rated and and it was nudity it, it and blood and gore. I didn't. Nah, I didn't think it was the, watching it the second time or the second the, this most recent time. I was like, I will never watch this again. Yeah, well, and I won't either. Maybe. Yeah. You will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now the I thing is, like, do you think I that did like, I still like the army angle stuff? Like that stuff was kind yes. of interesting. Yes, I, I'll tell you the the beginning where they're actually experimenting on the the Living Dead. Thing in the in that army bunker that was cool. I liked that. That still worked good. But man, after that, when it goes to the uh, the the teenagers or what um, if they are teenagers, I'm not sure. And they're down in the sewer, and you're yes, and on and on and on and on. And there's this group of Mexican (laughs) people that are after them for some reason because of a thing that happens in a convenience store. And I'm like, come on, go, let's go. Yep, that um, sounds like you had the same re re review that I had. Yeah, but, well, I remember the first time I watched this way back in the day when I used to work at the the Video Connection. He got he got that movie in, and I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> and not so much. I'm, there is some gems uh, in the '90s, but that's not one of them. Nope. So okay, over to me. Let's get the ones that I teased out of the way first. Uh, let's kick it off with Vin Diesel, because why not? The Last Witch Hunter. And I think this movie got generally bad negative reviews and was reviled and it's not good and yada yada. Well, I finally got to finish it up after bailing out of the theater because of uh, rude people. Thumbs up for me. I like this movie and I'm going to defend it. I'm, I, to a certain degree, I'm not going to go around getting into fights about it, but at the same time. I would put it on that level of, oh geez, I had such good examples. I would put it probably above the Nicolas Cage Witch Hunter movie, whatever that was. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, we uh, both, season, season of the Witch, which I thought that was okay. Yeah. It wasn't bad. We both like that. I like this better than that. And I would put it in the same kind of ballpark as the other Nick Cage Witch movie, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. I would kind of put oh. it in that realm. Oh, nice. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Well, I... I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, the second watch wasn't as kind because of the dorky no. kid being annoying, but other than that, yeah. it's a pretty decent flick. I would put it right kind of in that same range. If you're entertained or okay with that movie, I can't imagine you'll hate this. I really can't. It's Nice. Okay. You should oh, give wow. it a watch. I think that you would enjoy this movie. Uh, next up, Victor Frankenstein from 2015. This is with James McAvoy. And Daniel Radcliffe playing Igor. I also give this movie a passing thumbs up, and this one got a lot of hate too. And I, I don't, I, I was entertained, man. And maybe it's because we're so jaded from all the bullshit we have to watch on the roulette. That's just true, utter garbage. But I thought they brought enough new ideas and interesting kind of twists to the the same old tale that it this thing merits existence. Wow. I don't know if that's oh. a great uh positive, but it 
it exists and it it should exist. I enjoyed it. I McAvoy is this is one of the best actors of this generation is James McAvoy. And while he may not have giant huge uh shining lights on of performances in his uh CV so far, he has been rock solid and at least takes chances with a lot of his roles. It's not just so oh, same old James McAvoy. He, I mean, we've seen him play serial killers or crazy killers and crazy people and uh, good guys and cops and across the board. And he does so convincingly every time for me. I love this guy. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I do too. Okay. How were the spe- how were the special effects in that movie? Were like I'm guessing it wasn't a like a hardcore gory movie or anything like that. Was it just a straight up this? It had some special effects. Kind of, I would put the special effects at about the same level as the. Wolfman, where it was like, there's some gross stuff in there where he's building his first monster. But yeah. what's really good here is the is the relationship between him and Igor, because it was not what you expected. And you got Daniel Radcliffe, who is a, as much as I dislike the Harry Potter movies, I've never said he's a bad actor. He is a he's good a actor. actor. He is, I've, I agree. I have, his performance here is great. And he, these two guys playing together, it's, 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 mashed potatoes and butter uh, they go together you know yeah you know that that is another one that i had uh it didn't get awful reviews it didn't do well but it wasn't one where this is awful this movie is terrible uh, I, I heard some reviews like that really yeah hmm well i'll definitely give that one a shot i'll that's just one that kind of came and went very fast please do because i think that you would at least enjoy it and lastly, let's do a McAvoy doubleheader. Oh, okay. Welcome to the Punch. This is a British mm. cop movie that was on the roulette at least once, maybe more than once, uh, but never got picked up. And I thought, you know what? I want to go, with, let's see what else McAvoy's got on Netflix. And uh, I popped his name in there and it came up. But, okay, you know what? I'm in the mood. This is exactly what I'm kind of in the mood for. Just uh, not super risky, but... Let's watch some cop shit, especially if it's British and McAvoy's in it. Yeah. So is Mark Strong, who's a very good actor as well. <clears throat> Everybody, he's a bad guy pretty much all the time. <laughs> but why not? Let's see what they're up to. Yeah. This thing totally worked for me. And if I had this on the roulette, I would have been so freaking happy. It, 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 it is what it is. It is a British cops and robbers story for the first half. And then for the second half, it kind of, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give anything away, but it kind of uh, twists things on their head and parties have to come together for a common goal. And I fully enjoyed this movie. I loved the characters in it especially um, because they really stood for the things that they claimed to stand for, and it and I really enjoyed that. The action nice. action in it is pretty sweet, and I looked. I, I went and did some investigation on it. And, uh, yeah, it, very low budget. I was surprised when I saw what it cost to make this. I can't remember now. It was like four or eight million or something like that. But I was like, damn, you had some car chases and gun shootouts. And I mean, this is a good movie. Very solid Netflix find. And I think that you should give it a watch. I'm not like freaking out saying it's a masterpiece and it's the next heat or some shit like that. Yeah. But I, I would probably even go like eight and a half out of ten on this one. I give this oh, a damn. rock solid wow. okay. plus a bit. I fully enjoyed it. I will definitely watch it again. 
Hey, what was that one that you let me borrow? You have it on Blu-ray, and I was I was quite impressed with how how good it was. It was another one of those British, British cop, cop movies. movie is Ray Winstone. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, that was a good movie. That was a good, this one was better than that. Oh, wow. I enjoyed that one. Because I don't even remember what happened. I'd enjoy that one, too, but I don't even remember what happened in it. I, I did. I was looking through my Blu-rays the other day, and I came across, and I was like, oh, yeah. yeah I think that I was liked a good movie. that one. What was that one called? Uh, let me go look real quick. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Gives me time to pour some more Canadian The Sweeney. Hunter. Ah, yes, The Sweeney. Yeah, I liked that movie too, but I liked this one even better. Wow. I'll definitely keep that one. Well, I'll add that one to the uh, Netflix queue. Yep. Give her a watch. Let me know what you think. Excellent. Is that one uh, for the uh, significant other? or? I mean close it's r-rated but it's not gory it's gonna have some language in it but it's not like crazy it's just cops cops and robbers kind of stuff it also is one of those movies that has that kind of blue tint on it like Mm -hmm. that that industrial city look but i like that i i i dug it man i really did james mcavoy is just endlessly watchable he is. And now, are you excited about watching the new Shyamalan movie with him in it? Very. I've, very. I, those trailers are so good. That makes the movie look so good, and he looks so cool in that in that trailer. And he's it's getting really good reviews. Actually, yeah. I was going to write a review of this for the page, and the reason that there wasn't a review up today was because I was at the doctor getting x-rayed. Yeah. And I had good reason. I'll try and get one up tomorrow. But I liked Welcome to the Punch so much. That I was like, I don't even know what to say about this. And you know me. We've had this conversation before. If I like a movie too much, I don't have shit to say about it. Yeah. Granted, I can blather on about it here, but to actually sit down and write a good, well-thought-out, interesting review with some some funny in it, I, I got nothing. I'll write a paragraph. Good. <laughs> yep. That's I it. Know. So, uh, yeah. There, oh, some good action scenes coming back to me, too. Well-thought-out stuff. Uh, you, I, I think that you would like that movie. Okay. Excellent. There's three for you. Back, right back at you. Do as, okay. do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Um, so I watched, uh, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on some of the summer movies that, uh, that came and went and I wasn't able to watch them. Oh, we're going to uh, get into some shit tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get this one off the list right away. Pete's Dragon. I watched Pete's Dragon finally. And I, I really went to watch this one after I had watched the BFG. Those were two more family-friendly movies of the summer that, that I wasn't able to see. And um, I, as we've talked about BFG before, I was not that enamored with it. I was, meh, it was okay, barely. Mm-hmm. Pete's, so I watched Pete's Dragon with my wife and totally loved it. Uh, to the to the level of that was really close to making my top 10 of the year. It's, it's not, it's, I've already got my list made up, but that was about a hundred minutes long. I had either a smile on my face or tears pretty much ready to drip down my cheeks the whole way through in a good way. And I mean that in the most sincere good way possible. Like it all, it borderlined a couple But only one tear, right? Because if it's any more than that, it's, you're you're not manly. I know. Yeah. Then it's, yeah. Then I'm a, yeah. Puddle of mush. Yeah. Girly mush. Um, but it, (laughs) but I'll tell you, it, it bordered a couple parts bordered on schmaltzy where it's like, okay, but it kept that level of just innocent family friendly 
really, really good movie with a with a truly great cast. I mean, the cast on the movie was so. I mean, Wes Bentley's in this thing. <laughs> wow! Uh, oh, yeah. you can eat a bag. Of, is he really yeah. in that thing? He is in this movie. Yeah. Damn it! All to Besides hell. the fa- yeah, but take him out of it, and he was whatever. But the acting was very, very good, especially from the kid. There's two kid actors in the movie, obviously Pete. And then this girl that he befriends. And they were really, really good. Never annoying. Which that is a fine line to walk there when the movie kind of uh, relies on a on on a kid. And this one did and it worked. And I loved the dragon. I loved the way the dragon looked. It has Disney written all over it. It felt the whole way through. I'm like, I'm watching a Disney movie. It feels like a Disney movie. Another thing I really dug about this movie is this story, um, if I'm... If I'm thinking correctly here, this was written in the 70s. The story itself was set way, way, way long ago, the original movie and the story itself. Yeah, yeah, as I recall it was, yes. Yes, well, the movie is set in the 70s, so it's almost like the movie is set when the book was written. Uh, And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. About halfway through, I'm like, you know... This isn't this isn't a modern day movie, is it? Like they're they're using rotary phones and they're kind of dressed in their Oshkosh bib whatever's and they're they're listening to their John Denver type music and oh, there was no '80s Stranger Things. Oops. No, 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 the no great soundtrack. Um, I was gonna say something else about uh, about the movie. Oh, Carl Urban was really good in Carl Urban in this is. Kind of, kind of the villain. But what's cool about this movie is there's really no villain, really. Um, and you have to watch it to know what I'm saying. And that's another reason I like the movie is it's just kind of innocent and there. And when it's done, I felt good. I, I, I'm like, man, I feel good. Let's go watch Family Guy now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring that emotion down a let's, peg. Let's, let's, yeah, let's lower the bar now a couple notches. But I, Big, big thumbs up. That got three out of five stars for me. I'm, I really I'm, I'm kind of depressed because you said uh, Carl Urban, and I just instantly had a mental picture of him with a dread helmet just holding Wes Bentley oh. up by the throat, throwing <laughs> him over a cliff, and then shooting him all the way down. <laughs> in slow motion. And Pete's Dragon swoops in at the very last second to catch his dead corpse bouncing <laughs> off his back. <laughs> Wes Bentley did have a beard, if that helps. That's something. Nope. In a hard hat, he he liked wearing hard hats. Well, he's only if he threw it up at the end and it paused, and that was the end of the movie. Then yes, <laughs> then roll credits. Then I'm in. <laughs> um, okay, so Pete's Dragon, big thumbs up. Um, next up is Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Watch this one on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yes, I might have. I think my first watch of this might have been with you as well. Oh, probably, probably back in the day on I would guess VHS or. Yeah, but- I feel like, I want to say, like, maybe you let me borrow it or something. I, Possibly. Ah, uh, Silver um, Bullet, that's great. Yes, it's on Amazon Prime, and it's, it's, this is a Paramount title. They don't release a whole lot of, uh, their catalog titles anymore on Blu-ray. So when I saw it was on Amazon, I'm like, please be in HD, please be in HD. It was in HD. So I'm like, yep, I'm in. So Gary Busey acting weird, and Corey Hayman in a wheelchair. Check, check. Werewolf that looks fake but awesome. Yep, I'm in. It was I, awesome. Okay, okay, okay. I was, I was, I was hesitating because I didn't know what was going to happen. Where you oh go yeah, with. no, yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a great movie, but it's every time I've watched it, I've totally enjoyed it. It feels like uh, an R-rated. Like it, it doesn't want to be R-rated, but it is. Like it, 
keeps feeling like a feel-good 80s Steven Spielberg thing with some gore. But it... Maybe the first time I watched this was on TV. I'm kind of having flashbacks to that old black and white TV we watched shit on in the living er, okay. kitchen. And I just remember that for most of the movie, I was kind of like, yeah, all right. But then when that thing comes through the wall at the end, that, that is awesome. That is that the good. shit of absolute nightmare yeah. fuel that Stephen yeah. King is the best at. Or that's where his yep. strong points are. He has that one scene where it yep. was like, now I'm going to wreck sleep for you for the rest of your life. And yeah. that scene is worth the whole movie. Yeah, that was, I, I know exactly what, I just watched it. That's a great scene. But, and Gary, B, and what's funny is Gary Busey kind of seems like a real oddball in real life, but here I loved that they cast him as the oddball, uh, uncle that, that kind of befriend, that is buddies with Carol, Corey Haim's character. Uh, everything about the movie works just, just fine. It's just a nice, easy 90 minute mid eighties, uh, horror fluff that I thoroughly enjoy. I completely agree. Yep. So, and the HD looked really good on it. I, I enjoyed that movie. Good movie. Awesome. Okay. I think I have it on DVD somewhere. Oh, really? I think so. You should give that one a rewatch at some point. It, well, it's, I've watched it's, it several times. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm into that. Okay. I, I still like it. It held yeah. up the last time I watched it. Yeah. I like when, when, uh, Corey Haim's sister goes, she's trying to find, uh, Corey Haim at one point in the movie. He, Shoots the, uh, the werewolf in the eye with a firecracker, whatever, uh, little piece of fireworks. And so he finally convinces his sister, there, there's some bad shit going on in this town. And someone in this town should have an eye patch on because I blasted this werewolf in the eye with a firecracker. So she goes around town collecting pop cans and, uh, and bottles and, and is like looking for, a one-eyed dude and uh and like she awkwardly goes to this barber shop and she it's so weird like she walks through the barber shop and I'm like you you're acting shady girl yeah. and she goes over to this guy that has a towel over his face I'm like why does he have a towel over his face and slowly lifts the towel away like do you have one eye I'm like who what like but that's kids that's kids trying to get away with shit I got a 12 year old I understand that trust me she thinks she's being sneaky and we just both stare at her like are you kidding me right now like yes because the guy kind of like what yeah she's like have a have a nice day and slowly puts the towel back over his face my favorite shots in the in the that movie though are when you got Corey Haim and his super motorcycle wheelchair oh, just yes. like barreling down the road and it's the camera that it, it's it's looking down the road and then here he comes and he's <laughs> and it just pans left to right following him and it, and everybody's yeah. in the town is like this is normal. Oh yes, he's on a motorcycle pretty much. Let's paralyze the rest of them. Yes, yeah. And the motorcycle or his his wheelchair motorcycle thing was called the Silver Bullet, hence the name. Yeah. But, uh, yep, anyway, good movie. I like that. I agree. And last but not least, uh, the Run Run Shaw produced movie, you Blood Beach. You have my attention. <laughs> oh, uh, temper those expectations. Blood Beach, another blue tube movie. Didn't I watch uh, something? Oh, that was Blood Wake, I think. Yeah, this is Blood Beach from 1980. Uh, it's about, basically, it's Tremors, but on the beach, and not cool. No martial um, arts. There's no, oh, no, 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 no. There's a lot of talking. Lots of, lots of discussing things, and talking, and, uh, John Saxon is the police chief, and he's like, alright, whenever he's on screen, I'm like, yeah, John Saxon's in this. And then we get 
a fake puppet thing underneath the sand. But I'm like, it was cool when it started. I'm like, Run Run Shaw produced this. Okay, this is going to be awesome, right? No. Oh, just no. produced. Oh, yes. Man. Yeah, he yeah, Jeffrey Bloom directed it. And Did he build much. a house later? Because, damn. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, looking at his credentials, no. Uh, Flowers in the Attic was something else he did. Um, anyway, that's about it. Uh, but yeah, so there's a, there's a creature underneath the sand and it eats a dog's head at one point. Um, more shenanigans and... Okay, we got two more rounds to get through. Let's yeah, skip let's that crap. Okay. Done. Uh, okay, three from me. I'm just gonna go right down the list. Let's get these knocked out. Justice League Dark. This is the latest animated mm-hmm. DC film. And if you don't know what Justice League Dark is, that is, yeah, well, in this iteration, they call it dark because it's dealing more with the the DC elements that are more magical or just darker in general. But it's Batman, uh, Dead Man, uh, Constantine. They, they still refuse to say his name right, and that irritates the shit. It's Constantine, you bastards, not Constantine. Hmm. I still, didn't know that. Yep, oh. it is. He says it. In his books. Anyway. Um, Zatanna. Swamp Thing. They, these oh, are, nice. These are the characters that are in this iteration. And I love these, like, C-list characters. These are some of my favorite. I have so many Constantine books. I, I haven't read them all, but I have tons of them. I, and they're fantastic. I have tons of Swamp Thing. They're amazing. I got a Swamp Thing book, actually, that I want you to read. Okay. Maybe I already gave it to you. It was an annual. Anyway. So to have them kind of come together, and I mean, that's ballsy, because these are lesser known characters. It was kind of like Suicide Squad in a way. I didn't understand okay. why they made that property, because you're bringing a bunch of lesser characters together, but it can make for an interesting time. Even though that movie was kind of a piece of shit, it's still interesting to see these characters all meet up, whether in a book or animated form, whatever. And this was awesome. Directed by the same guy that made Dark Knight Returns, Jay Olivia, who makes tons of these things, and it's pitch perfect in its tone. It it just, it gives cool, little, quick backstories on every one of the characters, uh, so that if you're not familiar with who who is Dead Man, okay, well, they give you a, a real quick background on him, but not in the way that Suicide Squad did. It works in with the story. Each new character we meet, boom, little backstory thing. And you're like, okay, I got it. I know what they can do, and I know their story, and moving on. The other amazing thing that this thing did, and I'm paraphrasing uh, what somebody, one of my buddies told me, so this was not my original take. Don't put this on me if you hear this. Uh, they said, it's funny, they made a movie where Batman is the comic relief. And I was like, that's not even possible without totally screwing up the character. And then I watch this movie. Yep, he's the comic relief, and it completely works with the character. He said he always does this thing where he goes, mm. Yeah, every time something happens, because he doesn't believe in magic, every time something happens that was just flat-out pure magic right in front of his face, he just looks at it and goes, mm. Mm. Just, just, and, and the first time it happens, you're like, heh. The second time it happens, you're like, heh. And the third time it happens, I was frickin' howling. It was so damn funny. Because he has no facial response yeah. whatsoever. It's just, mm, like, like, no, damn it. Ah, it was great. I really enjoyed it, and it's on my Voodoo if you want to watch it. Okay. Curtis, What's the runtime on that? Is that? Oh, I, 
probably 75 minutes. It's, it's nothing now, crazy. Now, now, let's take that and uh, Suicide Squad, which was a pretty long movie. Uh, it sounds like this is better than that movie, correct? Oh, <laughs> please. Uh, Isn't it amazing how they couldn't it's get so a frustrating. I, that was another reason why I liked this movie even more, because coming off of Suicide Squad, it's like, why? Why do you have to make it so yeah. damn complicated? Quit being so complicated. Look at what you are doing, because the DC animated films have been just knocking it out of the park. Even the lesser ones, it's like, still way better than this shit. And I know people say, well, that's animated. You can't do that with live action. Yeah, you Why fucking not? can. Yes, just, you can. <laughs> here's your movie. Here's your storyboard, shot for shot. Just do that and be done. Yeah. Instead, uh, I'm not going to get into this. I'm not going to get into yeah. that. Justice League Dark, <laughs> good. Thumbs up. This is a higher tier yeah. one for me because it's got characters that I desperately love, uh, dearly love. And I think that you would like it too because of its darker elements with the magic. And, oh, another one. Etrigan the Demon and Jason Blood. Hmm. Love this guy, even though I, I, I admit most of these characters, I, I don't know tons about every single one of them. Just, I just love him summoning this, uh, rhyming demon that is attached to his soul and this demon shows up and is a badass, whips out this giant sword and just starts cutting the heads off of other demons. It's awesome. And do you think that we're ever going to get to a level where, or a time where like the big budget, DC and Marvel movies are clocking in at 90 minutes or, or less to where, like, it sounds like they could totally... Well, it's have... not even that I need them to clock in at 90 minutes or less. Just makes sense if you yes. do. Because there are plenty that do two and a half hours where it flies by like nothing. Yeah. It's just the ones that get it wrong. It's like, holy crap, you get it wrong. But uh, that's another thing I wanted to bring up. Guillermo del Toro, the man who would be absolutely the most perfect for this job, uh, has been circling or trying to get a Justice League Dark movie made for the last couple of years. And it's one of those many irons that he has in the fire. Because if you know him, mm-hmm. you know that he, he has does. 57 announced projects. And let's see what happens. But looking at what he does with Hellboy and those films, that's the tone of this movie. That's the way it should be. It's playful, but it doesn't dick around, get to the point, yeah. move on. And oh, that, he would be the perfect person to bring this property to uh to fruition okay Excellent. moving Hel- on hellboy series is great i i thoroughly on board with the hellboy movies me too and i seriously i'd like you to give this one a watch i'm not gonna pump it up to you for two years till you finally watch it and go that's not a way <laughs> not doing that this time i'm just telling you it's on my voodoo and you should check it out okay uh independence day two resurgence here we go down this road oh god uh, for the record, I don't believe either of us were looking forward to this movie. Um, from the trailers and the get-go, even the sci-fi dork, me, was like, I'm pretty good on that. And I did not see it in the theater. Uh, the I even got rid of my DVD. I think I eventually picked it up on Blu-ray again, but it was only because it was like two bucks or something cheap. So it came across my way, and so my buddy gave it to me on Voodoo. So, you know what? I'll, the price is right. I'll give this thing a watch. I gotta say, dude, I'm gonna give this one a pass. Uh, within the first 30, 40 minutes, I was like, this is way, like, it's, it's only 20 years in the future, but they've been building off all the alien tech that was left there. So it's like a hundred years in the future. Everybody's flying around in spaceships. Everybody's doing Jetsony type shit. Everybody's got super weapons and, and they all are really good special effects. So it's like, well, this is kind of cool. I'm kind of into this. Okay. 
And I had a fine time watching it. It's too long, uh, of course. Um, it's Roland Emmerich. Roland Emmerich. So. The, the last half an hour was ridiculous. It turned into Alien vs. Predator, the first one. Like, at the end, it, Jurassic Park, where it was like, ha, huh? what? <laughs> like, this is what we're doing now? You gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. But at the same time, I had to keep comparing it to the first one, and was like, you know what? I'm more likely to watch this one before I am the first one again. Because that the last time I watched the first one, that annoy it was annoying. It got dated real fast. Real that fast. First one. Yeah. Is the humor not funny like the first one? Because the humor is not funny. The humor... I don't know that they focused on humor too much here. There was only a couple of elements of humor. And they were okay. I And you know how we, we oftentimes say that uh, this movie is too long and it would be so easy to edit it down another... 20 minutes if you just take out this bullshit that went nowhere and this yeah the same is true here but it's less an, uh, very true here but it's less annoying because it's micro scenes and it's micro things it's not a, a, you know a boring second act or a boring subplot that didn't go anywhere it's well if you would have just snipped two minutes there of that thing that didn't go anywhere and another two minutes there and like redo that mother queen alien thing to not be stupid, then you could have cut fifteen or twenty minutes out, and it would have been a lot meaner and slicker, and and a couple of jokes that didn't work. But overall, I I, I dude, I was not looking forward to this movie. I just it <laughs> popped up on my thing. I'm like, I'm the sci-fi guy. I gotta watch it, and yeah. I was like, I'm kind of entertained. I'm kind of interested in this. It's interesting revisiting this world. They rehash a hell of a lot of what they did, as expected. As expected, there's it, no surprise it's there. Wrong yeah. Much, yeah. It's, they're going to repeat the the thing, but they went enough new places and had enough interesting ideas that I wasn't bored. There, I I'm pretty sure there was a Thor brother in this, and there really just is no. None of them are good except for the <laughs> Thor. The the other ones, <laughs> yeah. they're just like yes. the balls hanging there. They're not the cock. That's yeah. <laughs> and uh, Liam Hemsworth. Uh, that's like, uh, there's there's what there's Chris Hemsworth, uh, Liam Hemsworth, and another Hemsworth and, and in there somewhere. It too. was the Liam, I think, and he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, I got you. But. I'm, I'm guessing they destroy half the Earth as well, or at least demolish cities. And oh, to quote the movie, "Yep, they love the monuments." They're, That's yeah. the you you know what you're in for, but you will review yep. this movie because I want to know what you think about it. Again, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay, one more. I got to get my round wrapped up so we can get this done. Okay, I had to take a little break from all of the smart movies that I was watching to watch some. Uh, some other stuff so how about another Werner Herzog flick Grizzly Man now I've I've mocked this one movie in the past and I don't know was I right to do so who knows but uh, what it was kind of what I expected it had some unexpected kind of angles like I kind of expected this guy was going to be a total tree hugging hippie uh, super liberal guy and he wasn't actually he was more right-wing conservative Republican-y, but yet went out every summer for like 12 years to go live with these bears in, uh, during the summer to, in his mind, protect them from poachers and 
people coming to, I don't know. It was, it was, huh? Um, he wanted to be one with the bears and he got to be one with the bears and, and Literally. their stomachs and intestines and everything. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it's an interesting film to watch. It's an interesting story. It was totally worth the watch for being a Herzog doc. Uh, the only part where I kind of raise flags of contention is uh, they interview all of his friends and they're like, everybody says he's crazy. He was not crazy. He had mental issues that were very clearly defined on the tapes that he made, and you as his friends did nothing to stop this. That's wrong. Like, mm. you guys, this yeah. guy seriously needed medical health attention. And it was not like, does he, doesn't he, I don't know. No, it was very clear. This guy was not on the level. He was not playing with a full deck. And to, to have all of these friends just on this dock say, oh, he's perfectly normal. No, maybe to you, but you aren't seeing these videotapes where he's cracking down and being crazy. I mean, crazy. What do you mean crazy? Like Just the shit he says. He wanted to be a bear. He wanted to be a bear. Oh. And, and he was would go on these rants of people that would, stupid humans taking over the, I don't know, it was just, it was weird. Like, if, if he, I can't imagine that he was uh, very contained in having these opinions around other humans. Like, this was only on the tape. Yeah. I, surely he said some of the stuff to you. And you would have to think, well, my buddy is going out there for the entire summer to live in a tent right next to them. That's not... Considering Normal. the stuff that he's saying, you you gotta like, hey, we need to bring the white the men with the white outfits in the nets because... <laughs> shit <laughs> this is off kilter and this guy's gonna die and guess what yeah he died he does <laughs> so uh, with the rest of the Werner Herzog uh, documentaries where does this one fall in the middle I, I didn't love it I didn't okay. hate it it was yeah, I was glad I watched it I enjoyed it. it I mean as much as you can something's such dark material but anyway. yeah next round for you last round for you okay <clears throat> okay uh, let's get some slasher movies done, finally. Yay. Um, where do I start? I, I, literally, these are kind of starting to bleed into each other. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure which ones I've talked about and which ones I have not. Uh, did How much did I talk about Friday the 13th Part 3 the last time? You did. Had I? You did. Four, okay. five, six, seven. So, okay. So I watched Friday the 13th Parts. Two and three. I'm going to talk about part uh, three uh, because of the version that I have that is in real, true 3D. Uh, not the anaglyph. I believe that's the right uh, term for that word. It's the, the the red-blue stuff. Yeah, this is the actual... Uh, you have a 3D TV and a Blu-ray compatible player and you put on your, your glasses that sync up and boom, you got 3D. This version is that. Um, and I, this is a fan made version of it in high definition and it works. It works beautifully. I've watched this version three times now. I've watched this movie numerous times throughout the years, but I can't imagine ever watching it again any way other than this because this is how it was filmed and this is how it was released back in the early 80s like uh, 
Jaws 3D and the Amityville 3D one as well. So it's kind of like those are the three horror-ish movies back in the 80s that did this. Uh, And this one is so gimmicky, and that's great. That's why I like it so much is you've got eyeballs popping out of the screen, and uh, and it's so, like... Oh, popcorn. Uh, there's a popcorn machine in yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember a scene where he puts a knife out to the camera and it's doing this. Uh, yes. Uh, waving yes. at the screen. And what's cool is it, it works. It's, it's out of the screen in your face. Even the opening credits set to the crazy disco awesome music. It's like right in your face, right in that 13th part three. And then it retracts and then starring and then retracts. It's great. It's so cool. <laughs> I remember uh, that. It's what's what's interesting about part three is it reminds me a little bit of part five in the mental, the halfway house, whatever, mm. in that it's just part one uh, kind of laid the groundwork and then part two kind of fine tuned it as far as the, the plot goes and the acting I thought for the first two movies was really good. This one here, it's like the acting was really not good but it made the movie all the weirder and work for some odd reason it worked so cool with the 3d it's like acting is definitely subpar from the first two and it's just it doesn't quite feel like parts one two and then four like parts one two and four feel very cohesive together and and, but this part three would go much better with part five and this it's just an odd weird entry the the lead girl isn't half as good as amy Steele's character in part two she is awesome in part two um so she's not near as good and then the guy her love interest or whatever is just he reminds me of an even more dorky version of <laughs> the cowboy guy from fast and the furious part three or uh, tokyo yeah it, he has this this twangy accent, and it, he does not work. Yet he does somehow in the movie, <laughs> especially when he gets his head crushed. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Well, I've he, seen this movie at least twice, and the only thing that I thought was missing from it was a uh, 3D effect because I noticed all the time yeah. when they were tra- doing the 3D, but I'm watching it in 2D. Whereas, like, if I was watching it the way that you did, not that red and blue bo- yeah. bullshit, but yeah, the way that it's, you did, I'd be like, this would be awesome. Oh, it's great. It's juggling. You, you name it. Like, oh, people are juggling. So let's have that in 3D where the ball is like jumping out the screen at you. And a snake, there's a random scene of a snake lunging out towards, um, a guy that is soon to be deceased. And I'm like, ooh, there's this, it's a fake snake jumping out of the screen at me. It works. So anyway, it was, it was great. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyway. Okay. So next up is, bear with me here. Uh, I'm going to just keep right on rolling with the slasher movies. Uh, the Prowler. I, I'm pretty sure you've seen this one, right? Um, I don't know. This one here is from 1981, which is the golden age of the slasher movie directed by Joseph Zito, who did, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street part four. Uh, this one here is like right when basically when Tom Savini had hit it big with Dawn of the Dead and then Friday the 13th and The Burning and then he did The Prowler and um, I watched actually I finished it up today and I've watched this movie so many times I think it's been it's gotten to be where it's I'm too familiar with this movie it doesn't have the same effect anymore and I'm actually kind of bored with it which is sad because it's a solid slasher movie. It's a 
do I even need to go into the plot line? There's a uh, guy. There's a prowler, I'm guessing. Yes, yeah, he's dressed up like an army soldier. Uh, he's genuinely creepy. Uh, the reason to watch this movie is the incredible Tom Savini effects. Man, even now, today, all these years later, these effects hold up so well, and they're so gross. For some reason, Tom Savini's early to mid-80s effects are so good and so much better than a lot of those other uh, slasher movies, and it's weird because it, I'm guessing it's fairly, fairly cheap, you'd think, right? Yeah, but he does, a, what, what makes his effects so effective, in my opinion, is that he knows the balance between going completely overboard and being just enough to be gross to be fun, you know? Like, yeah. Some guys just totally yeah. blow it where they're like gallons and gallons of the red stuff, and it, it's like, wah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. In this one here, some guy gets his head blown completely off. And it's a split second, and it is so graphic, but it's so quick that you're like, holy shit, that was hardcore, but it was like a split second. And I'm guessing that if they would have lingered on it too long, it, it probably would not have had the yeah. same effect. Yeah. So, but it was, it's, it's a stalk and slash, and it, the plot line is almost <laughs> insignificant, whatever. But it, it, it actually is really long in the tooth in that there's long scenes of exploring a house and like, let's go. Whereas like the Friday the 13th movies, this one here relied heavily on a cop and his girlfriend investigating. Whereas like a Friday the 13th movie, you've got your horny teens all breaking off to do their own various things and then getting, getting sliced and diced in their own ways. Right. This one here just felt a little bit drawn out, even at 85 minutes or so. I'm like, let's go more Tom Savini, please. Uh, but anyway, the gore was great. Uh, I've watched it numerous times and I will continue to watch it. This was one of those way back in the day when I was a kid, I would go to, I would sneak off to the video store when we would go to the mall and uh, I would look at the big box movies. And this was one of the big box movies, the Prowler. And I remember that like, this was one of those that had a very graphic scene on the front cover, like of, the prowler himself ramming a knife through a dude's head, like top of his head out the neck. And I'm like, that is so hardcore. This, I, I when can, and a girl in negligee I, with the yeah. nipples po poking through. Yes. Yeah. Like when can my fragile mind be damaged by this? Please. When can it be? <laughs> I don't think I've seen and, this one. Oh, okay. The weapon of choice in this is a bayonet and a pitchfork. Hmm. So there you go. A but, knife. Um, no and, way. And, yeah, there you go. Okay. Supposedly, I, I haven't done too much research, but I heard on another podcast that I listened to, they said that one of the lead actors is in, uh, is in Reservoir Dogs. I'm like, what? what? Oh, Maybe the okay. old guy? There's an old guy in, uh, like at the first table scene. That's, and that's what I'm wondering if it was one of the guys from the table scene. But anyway, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Anyway. Okay. One more. Um, Okay, um, do you want a slasher movie, or should I do something different? It's, it's... Uh, whatever <laughs> puts you off for the next two weeks, because we're going to be off. <laughs> okay, have I talked about The Pit? Yes, I want to say yes. I could be wrong, maybe I heard about it in another show. Odd Boy, uh, Hole in the Ground. Eh. I know, well, I think I might have heard it on another podcast. It's up to you. Okay. Um, Is that your something different? It's not a slasher movie. It's something different. Um, oh, shit. What would be funny to talk about? Um, um, you'll just cut this out. Right? Yeah. Um, 
Damn it. I mean, I'm literally, I'm looking through my list here of recently watched them. Like, all I see is, is just 80s horror. That's, that's just, just an ocean of 80s horror. Oh, and it's big. Be- one you haven't be- talked about before. Okay. Oh, here we go. Colobus. I don't think I've talked about, uh, Colobus. What in the, can you spell that? K-O-L-O-B-O-S. Colobus from 1999. Yeah, what is that? I've never even heard of it. I have this on DVD, uh, on a, Picked it up on the cheap years ago. Uh, it's a, it's like a I four love pack. that you're being more open to DVD at this point. I am actually L- lately. I've uh, it's like these anymore. The movies that I really want are so damn expensive on Blu-ray because it's these these Arrow and yeah. and Scream Factory and they're so damn expensive. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's. So yeah, I've been getting out some some DVDs and watching some VHS rips on the tube. <laughs> That's great. I but, love it. I yeah, really do. Colobos. Yeah, here Colobos. we go. Let's hear about this. I've, I've seen this movie, oh, four times at least by now. Um, this is a, I would imagine, very little seen movie that the directors, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce their name. Yeah, I'm going to try to pronounce yeah, okay. their name. Daniel. This should be good. Leitowitzich, and then David Todd Ockwerk. There you go. There's the directors. Mm-hmm. David Todd Ockwerk and Daniel something. Um, this is their uh, Dario Argento. They tried well, to make wait, a Dario. Where's this movie hail from? Um, but, um, let's just see here. Uh, it's uh, United States. What? <laughs> Yes, okay. so this is a, yeah, this is based here in the, in all right, the all United right. States. Carry on. Low budget movie, uh, the big name in the movie, and by big name, not so much, is, uh, Linnea Quigley, who is Deer Antler, Deer Antler Lady in Silent Deadly yeah, Night. Yeah, I know Leanne. Is it Leanne? Whatever. Or Leanne? I don't know. I'm looking at it yeah. all the time on the internet, so I don't. I, I think Linnea. I think Linnea? it's Linnea? Linnea? Quigley. Think. I got it. The Quigley, yes. The Naked Lady. Um, <laughs> She has a very, very small cameo in this movie. Otherwise, <clears throat> the storyline or the plot to this movie is so cool. It's unfortunate that the the budget was fairly low and the acting is eh, and it's a bit dated, but this is a genuinely cool storyline. A um, a girl uh, wakes up in the hospital and she's all slashed and beat to hell. And then she starts having flashbacks to... How she got there, and she got there because she was in this mental institution, or she had tried to kill herself previously. So she was in this home, and there's a TV production that was going on that was uh, trying to get several participants to, I guess, kind of do a Big Brother type thing, uh, kind of like that one uh, found footagey type movie that we watched years I'm ago. Alive. Yes, that. It's kind of like that, to where it's like. We're going to put you guys in a house and you just go about your business. Right. And so, and, and we get, we get the funny guy and we get the jock guy and the bitchy blonde girl. And then there's her. So she agrees to do it and they go to this house and that's when strange things start to happen. The, the house, uh, like ghosty sudden, haunted shit or, no, or like no, traps. no, 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 no. Traps. Okay. Uh, it, the house gets pretty much locked down and there's, there's traps. Very, very, very dangerous, deadly, uh, slash you open, guts pour out traps type <laughs> thing. Yeah. 
So, but the girl, I don't want to give too much away, but the girl is obviously, she's obviously grizzly man unhinged, not, she's not playing with a full deck. Uh, it's kind of obtuse, like most Dario Argento movies. And, um, it's the whole way through, I'm like, oh, the colors are getting kind of weird, like a Dario Argento movie. Camera angles are kind of getting weird, and now the saw blades and the guts, and it was such a, it's such a bizarro movie. It's so weird and so random, and like, I feel like I'm the only one that has seen this weird oddity, and I continue to watch it and like it. Well, I mean, even with the, a lot of the really weird, uh, low budget gory horror whatever the hell you you bring to the table i've at least heard of them i've never heard of clobos yeah it's just, just, just and the cover of course is the cover has like this lizard woman on it there's no there's no lizard in this movie at all i it's nothing it's just whatever random company put it out was like well we'll put this on this might sell copies <laughs> but it's a very psychological they were really aiming high with it and it i give them I give the director's props. It works. I've seen it four times now at least. And every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a unique kind of cool movie. Even though the acting is kind of shoddy, it's fast paced. I wonder what you would think of that movie. I want to check it out. That sounds cool. So, okay. Anyway. All right. I, I got to uh, cut you off because I have limited time to get my last round in. Sure. <clears throat> First up, Magnificent Seven from 2016. This is the remake. With Denzel and a, an entirely impossibly cool cast, and yes. and that's what makes this movie work. You saw this? Oh yes, I saw that in the theater. Yeah, that's what makes this movie work. Fantastic casting all around. Yep. Uh, not a. I don't know if I have a ton to say about this movie. Just I'm a massive fan of of Seven Samurai, and I haven't seen the first Magnificent Seven, so I had no kind of barometer for how the cowboy version is supposed to be. But this version worked fine. Chris, uh, not Chris Pine, damn it. Uh, eh, who's the main character of this? Oh, I, yeah, the Star-Lord from there you go. Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Finally! Yeah. I love it when you think like a comic book dork. <laughs> just like me. Like Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was great. I, I, It's just, it's hard for me to figure out who they're, like, I'm constantly going, who are they supposed to be playing in Seven Samurai? And that, I shouldn't be doing that. I should be going, no. who are they supposed to be playing in Mag, the original Magnificent Seven? But, uh, that, all that aside, totally watchable flick, totally enjoyable. Vincent D'Onofrio is fantastic. The Korean guy is, I hate oh, to reduce great. him to that, but he was fantastic in this as well. And kudos to him for, uh, his English, because damn, that guy speaks very well, or at least faked it yeah. very well in this movie. And I know him more for his Korean films than I do for this, uh, for, for his American work. What was he in? I think that's the main guy from, uh, we talked about him last episode, I think. He's the main guy from Son of a Bitch. That movie I love that's a masterpiece that I can't even conjure up right now. Uh, a wonderful, or a, um, yeah. No. Yeah. Shit. Now I'm drawing a blank too. Uh, oh, 1121. Oh, Here we yep, go. We're getting there. Hold on. I'm a beautiful look it up. life or, uh, a, it might be a beautiful life. 
I'm going to look it up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Chris Pratt, by the way, was the guy from yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. But it was cool seeing Denzel and Ethan Hawke again in a in a different yes. dynamic than they were with the, Very the last movie dynamic. that they were in. Yeah. Byung Hun Lee. Man, I love this guy. Yeah. I saw the devil, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh, was he the white ninja guy in that? Yes. Okay. Terminator Genesis. Red 2. He was awesome in that. I'm going to find it. I'm gonna, A Bittersweet Life. A Bittersweet Life. He is life. the main star go. of that movie. and he was Excellent. Great. He was so good in that. Great yes, in this, too. Uh, I'm glad you liked it, though. I thought that was a good movie. That was a violent-ass PG-13 movie, by the way. Oh, it really was. I, it was very good. I, I man, Very good. I quite enjoyed it. I, like most of the movies I'm reviewing tonight, it's a thumbs up. Check it out, but it's not one that you're like, oh, we shit, we gotta go watch that remake again. Okay, moving on. Uh, Mechanic Resurrection. Got this one from the library. Mm-hmm. Barely remember the original Mechanic, but... Uh, I, it was Jason Statham just kicking the shit out of things. And as I said last week, when when don't I miss Jason Statham? Yeah. And is that the one with Ben Foster, correct? I, the first one is, right? Yes. yes. I'm pretty sure. I thought I think so, yeah. Well, I was going to look it up because I, I, I kind of steered my reviewing this way on purpose. Um, so, yes, I barely remember the first mechanic. Just, just something, yeah, Ben Foster was in the first one. But in the second one, it just kicks off with, with Jason Statham in hiding, and then I'm not going to get into the plot of this thing. He was an assassin in the first one, he's an assassin in the second one, but he, I'm trying to stop, I don't want to be one, but people keep blackmailing me into doing it, and Jessica Alba is here in a bikini, uh, now i got to go kill a whole bunch of people because uh, I'm being blackmailed into it. Uh, the fuck's not love. Yeah. <laughs> I, did you see the last couple of Transporter movies? They sucked. And this was better than both of those. Oh, please. I was going to say, is it better than that at least? Oh, it was way better than two and three. Way better. Okay. Uh, I, I, this was totally watchable action fluff. Uh, okay. Even though it was a bit long, I still was like, this is a bit long. I don't care. Yeah, it's fine. It's totally watchable. I, and then in the third act, um, oh shit, what's his name? Yeah. It, it, and and even when he showed up, for some reason, because of the, there were submarines and shit involved, I automatically connected him with, like, the worst movie he's ever been in, which was, uh, <laughs> this, okay, the second worst movie he's ever been in, Under Siege. Who's the bad guy in Under Siege? Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones Tommy Lee was Jones in this movie? Mechanic Resurrection. As one of, and it, wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, oh, it's wow. supposed to be a surprise. And I ruined it for you because I don't give a shit. Oh, I don't care. It's a mechanic I, movie. I don't care, uh, yeah. So he shows up in third act and it's great. And he is chewing the scenery and he is great. And it's, it's like, um, oh, shit. I had another great connection I was going to make with this movie. Um, oh, it's like John Wick, where he has unlocked the 007 video game Golden Gun, and every shot is a headshot. Because that's what Jason Statham is doing in this movie. He runs around through this entire movie just like, pew, pew, headshot, 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 a thousand feet away, headshot with a pistol, boom, whatever, you're dead right in your face. It's, <laughs> But you know what? Even still, I'm like, kind of cool. 
Kind of sounds like the transporter, uh, Kinda, but hopefully, but better. yeah, it's better. Okay, because I liked I liked the first uh, mechanic movie. I thought that was a good movie. I agree, it was a good movie. It, it was too long. This one is way more Killington, way more. I I, I haven't seen that first one in forever, but th- this one is way more John Wick than the, than than the mechanic. Oh, okay, that's in a positive way. Oh yeah, definitely. I, you got some CGI blood coming out the hole in the head every freaking time. But who cares? It's Jason yeah. Statham running around kicking ass. Jessica Alba in a bikini. Still got it. Done. Sold. Yeah. You, yeah. Still got it. Trust exactly. Me, you're fine with this movie. This was way better than I was expecting. Okay. And lastly, let's wrap it up with another... I was connecting these. Uh, ben Foster movie. Mm. Hell or High oh. Water. Wow. Yeah. Nice. You're ending on that note. Okay. I'm going to end on that note. 11.26, got four minutes. Um, okay. Good movie! Really good movie. I don't know if I give it as much credence as you and Steven did. You guys were both, like, super high thumbs up, best of the year kind of talk, as I was, as I recall. And for me, it was a very good movie that I enjoyed very much. Chris Pine, again, it is it Chris Pine this time? It is. Okay, it is Chris Pine, Pine yes. Because I just finished it yes. up an hour ago, so I got yes. Chris Pine... Chris Pinewood yes. on my mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I really enjoyed the film. It was very good, but uh, yeah. As I look over my best of 2016 list in anticipation of next week's episode, I keep coming back to what am I going to watch over and over again? Am I going to watch yeah. Hell in High Water over and over? No, this is a decade film. At best. It was very good. It was very well made. I completely enjoyed it. Uh, Jeff Bridges was fantastic. He's such a great actor, and he was so good in that movie. Completely agree. But, am I... Oh, shit, we gotta pull that thing out again, because it's a happy, fun time. No, no. Not really. So, uh, yeah. Good movie, but it's not a one-and-done, but it's close. Yeah, I bet the best line of the movie for me was Ben Foster mumbling, how the fuck you get drunk drinking beer? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was really funny, but yeah. I really liked all of the um, Indian Comanche shit with him. Yes, Where he sat up on top and was like, I am the Lord of the Plains. It was yes. like, oh, Ben boy. Foster was a badass in that movie, by the way. The the, the gas station scene was good, too, with Chris Pine <laughs> and was Ben so Foster. Awesome. Whipping ass. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, but, it was a little odd, though, that it was like... Come on, younger brother. He's constantly, hey, younger brother, younger brother, or little brother, and whatever. And I was like, you're, like, I kind of think you're the same age, aren't you? No, you're. They look the same age. Yeah. Your younger brother is a foot taller than you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at any rate, very good filmmaking, a very good film. But, uh, and Chris Pine, one hell of a performance from him. Ben Foster yep. always delivers. Just pretty he, much. He does. He did. And Jeff Bridges. And, well, Chris Pine, you you got you got to get a few more notches in your belt for me to totally uh, believe you and give you that card. But you're getting there, and I yeah. really like the way that you uh, operate. I like that he's taking more of those type types of roles, or that he took a role like that to where it's pretty much it's like heavy on the acting and not as much. It's not glamorous. Know. Yeah, it's not. Everybody in that movie is he, dirty and sweaty and. Texan. Yes, it is. And he held his own again, like towards the end when there was a, a bit of dialogue between him and uh, Bridges. That was really good. Yeah. So, yep. good movie. 
I agree. Very good. Very well written. Very well written film. But I will, I would share your sentiments in that I'm, I can't see myself going back to that movie like often. Yeah. Am I running out to buy it? No. I watched it. Fair. Good. Okay. Yeah. It is time for coming soon. What do you got coming soon? Not next week, uh, but probably a week or two after. Uh, we're going to be off for a couple weeks, whatever. But we will be back, and we're going to be watching tons of shit. I have so much freaking content in front of me. I can barely even contain all of the oh, shit I'm about oh, to watch. Oh, I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fantastic. Um, Thank you, Bluetooth. So, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, Bluetooth, I've got, oh, I've got so much stuff. I actually found a movie on there called Invitation to Hell from director Wes Craven. What? And I think it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a TV movie that he made after, if, if I'm looking correctly here, after Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, okay. Wow. So, Invitation to Hell, I'm going to definitely watch that one. Um, uh, there's a couple other slash movies that I found on there. Bloodhook, The Prey, uh, Demons Part 5, which is supposedly, <laughs> which is supposedly kind of sort of a remake. Uh, this is Lumberta Bava's, uh, kind of remake of his own father's, uh, Black Sunday. So I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to watch that. Um, um, and then I'm hoping to get to, I want to watch Sully, the Tom Hanks movie. Give me a freaking break. Sully is beating out Justice League Dark. Come on, dude. Well, I'm thinking with my wife. Okay, if you watch um, it with the wife, that's fine. But if you if yeah. you don't, then I'm gonna I'm gonna judge you for it. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see what else is in there. Is there anything theatrical? No. Nope. <laughs> okay, and for me, wow, this is gonna be embarrassing. Uh, I got Hail Caesar from the library. Oh, that's like. That's my my wife's number one movie that she wants to watch right now. She's like, when can we watch Hail Caesar? I'm going to so, be watching it as soon as... Well, obviously, before I have to return it. I'm going to watch that one. Uh, Coen Brothers. And and I prefer the Coen Brothers uh, funny stuff to their mm-hmm. sort of serious stuff. And so, yeah, that one looks awesome. Uh, Snowden, which I'm not huge Ooh. Oliver Stone guy, but I am a huge Snowden guy, so... And Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. One. War Dogs. No, that's with uh, wow, you that's got the. Well, there's one actor that that I don't much care for, and there's an actor that you don't much care for in that one. <laughs> right. Go on. Um, that's the Whiplash guy is in that, right? Yeah, I like him. Okay, I think he's kind of a he's a bit of a douchebag. And uh, why? And why do you say Jonah that? Jonah Hill. I, he just seems like in real life he's kind of a dick. Really. I haven't, yeah. well, I haven't seen much with them in real life, so I don't uh, have any it, barometer for that. Um, but, but Jonah Hill, which I think Jonah, I think Jonah Hill's pretty funny, but you're like, eh. Yeah, <laughs> but he looks funny in this movie, and this movie looks good. So. Yeah, it does. Looking forward does. to watching it. And lastly, Jason Bourne. That also is out yeah. there. And so I'm gonna, I know it's probably a meh, but at the same time, the price is right, sir. And that price is low. <laughs> I didn't see it in the theater, so yeah. Give it a now, are you are you going to watch uh, the uh, Disney Pixar uh, Mona movie at some point? I'm just... Maybe, yeah. I, okay. I, yeah, all Pixar, I'm kind of game for, but I'm I'm less interested in that one than I am the the last one that Pixar did with the was it Irish or Scottish? Uh, Brave, Brave. Yeah, I was okay. more interested My... in that one than Mona. Okay, 
And I oh, think, and I think it's we're pronouncing it wrong. I think it's Mayona or something. Uh, it's yeah. we're past pumpkin time. It doesn't matter. It's it's. <laughs> yeah, I don't care either. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's The Rock. Whatever. There you go. I'm just yeah. yeah. It's like whenever there's a Disney movie that is available, then it's like okay, when are we watching that? And my actually, I, I picked up. Uh, oh, that's well, another one that we'll probably watch. There's a whole pile of Disney available to us, sir. And yes, Black, there is. Oh. Black Cauldron. Black Cauldron is very high on this list as well. Yes, Inside Out is actually. I, I bought two movies at the local family video for five bucks, and here's my most here. Here's probably going to be what I watch next is Inside Out. Not really looking forward to that one uh, because I hear it's a weepy movie. Pixar, big time, and uh, the zombie uh, Jane Austen. Uh, uh, I know, I know. It's two fifty, but I'm like, what if maybe? <laughs> Remember Abraham Lincoln? Oh, please be there than that. Please, probably not. Nope, that's the level <laughs> I'm expecting. Okay. Yeah. Anything else for this episode? We're way past time, so let's uh, wrap it up for this week, and we will be back in a couple of weeks, and you will just enjoy the break, dear listener. Sorry, but. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, no. they won't. They're, they're going to hear our top ten. Yeah, they'll get a little thing, but let's not kid ourselves. It's it's yeah. it's mailed it's... in. <laughs> yes, it's it's the non-drunk movie freaks. Oh, that'll be fun. Or maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> Just because you said that, I'm going to get doubly plowed. So, it'll oh, be, it'll be, so it's going to go be from sober you. Eugene to me. Just <laughs> you like that? You're an idiot. I'm a, oh, no, that's my number nine. Is Batman be Superman? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, I haven't ordered mine yet. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this episode. If you want to get a hold of us, you know probably where to find us. Just hit the Google Movie Freaks uh, pod. That'll be, be, you'll find us all over the place. Uh, I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. And I will see you at some point in the future. A couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. Bye. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening.